Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Fearless Rebel Radio. This is a very special episode. Episodes 24, 25, and 26 are all very special episodes because I'm going to be doing things a little bit differently. These are the Rock Your Body Spotlight Series episodes. So I am going to be sharing three different spotlights with you, three interviews with three very inspiring women who are just like you. I get emails from listeners and readers daily who desperately feel trapped and hopeless because food rules their life and prevents them from being joyful and free. And I know how that feels. I want to share these women's stories with you because they are three very different women who each found their way towards that freedom that you're seeking. It is possible and perhaps you'll hear part of your story in each of these women. I worked with these women in my Rock Your Body online coaching program, and I'm so honored that they wanted to come back to share their inner transformations with you. They are truly amazing and have taken center stage as their own rock stars. As a reminder, my free Rock Your Body class with three free training videos and missions to help you get to the underlying issues of why you're making a big deal over every bite are available now. Go to rockyourbodynow.com to sign up for free and you'll get instant access to the three free training videos and missions. The videos are only like two to three minutes and so it's really not a lot of time and it's free and it's awesome and you get to see me do air guitar and dancing. This will give you a taste of the full nine-week Rock Your Body program, which enrollment open for today, Monday, March 2nd, yay, with an early bird bonus to save $100 So and get a free coaching session with me. Um, the program begins Monday, March 16th, so go to rockyourbodynow.com, sign up for the free training, and you'll also get the de- details and invitation to join the full class. Or don't, just just do the free training, that's cool too, we're still buddies. Uh, in this week's Rock Your Body Spotlight, we meet Erin, a forever dieter who found her freedom. Check it out. Hello, Erin. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks. All right. So before we get started, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? Okay. Um, I am, well, first and foremost, I'm a mother of five. Um, My kids range in age from 19 to 12. Um, And I run a childcare business. So I'm constantly surrounded by children, no matter where I go. Um, and I don't know. I think that's I think that's about the gist of my life currently. Um, I'm considering. You may actually hear crying in the background. You so can I'm, a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> I have someone protesting a nap right now. So eventually, she will quiet down. It's real life, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> We're not trying to show anything different. Um, so yeah, I'm actually. I've actually been recently kind of looking at everything actually because of this program, um, kind of reevaluating everything, which has been really fun and, um, surprising, but I'm considering going back to school and, uh, kind of trying to narrow that down and see what, see what paths I have to go down. And so that's kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I am a wife and a mom and I, just am always busy. Yeah, I would imagine so with all of those children. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so let's talk about, you know, when you first came to see me and we started working together, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, your, your struggles with, with body image? What, what were you experiencing at the time? Well, at the time, um, it's funny because I had seen your program around and I think I, I think that I found you on Instagram and kind of was like, Oh, what is this all about? And, and I would continuously go back and look at the, at the website and, um, kind of try to figure out what this program was all about. And I think the biggest thing for me was the self, um, hate. I mean, that's kind of such a harsh word, but I just, I couldn't stand to look in the mirror. I didn't like who I was. I was completely consumed by my, my biggest issue is my stomach. I mean, you can't, well, I have a lot of friends who had babies and you wouldn't even know, but my gene pool does not allow for having children and not coming out of it unscathed. Mm -hmm. So my stomach, um, is just, you know, I have a mom belly and it's, it's got, you know, stretch marks in my pouch that I carried my babies in. And it's always been a struggle for me, but I, I was so consumed by it that I couldn't get dressed. I couldn't, you know, I would cancel plans because I felt fat. I, um, didn't want to do anything. And, you know, I felt it, it consumed everything I did. Um, and I was, you know, so obsessive about food and diet and everything that I did because, you know, I figured if I didn't eat this certain thing, then maybe tomorrow I would wake up looking the way I felt I, you know, quote unquote should look. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was all consuming. I mean, the amount of times that my husband would find me in, you know, in tears because I just couldn't go, you know, meet these friends or to this play or wherever, because I, you know, was so uncomfortable with my body. Wow. That's, um, that's intense. So it pretty much was impacting like all those areas of your life. Yeah, it really was. And it was scary for me because I have three daughters and I don't, I refuse to pass my body image, body image issues off on them. But, you know, so a lot of this was, you know, hidden behind closed doors because I didn't want them to see how I felt. But then at the same time, I didn't know how to help them if they were to ever come into this. You know, I, I had no clue because I couldn't help myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as much as a mom tries to be compassionate and always, you know, tells them, you know, how wonderful they are. A lot of that, um, you know, when you're struggling or suffering with something, a lot of that just feels like words, you know, it's like what my husband would tell me how beautiful he thinks I am or whatever, you know, my natural response is, what are you going to say to me? Are you going to tell me that you think I'm not beautiful? You know, you have to say that to me. So it it scared me in a, in a way, um, you know, for the future, would I be able to help my girls if they ever struggled or teach them that they didn't need to struggle? Yeah. And what what kind of made you decide that now was the time for you to, to do something about it? You know, I think it was my husband. Um, I had found your program and I had told him about it and in our house, we have this rule that if you um, really want something, go to bed and sleep on it. And if you still really want it in the morning, um, 
you know, then we'll talk about it. And so I think that he was kind of playing this, playing that rule in his head because I kept going to your website. Something kept taking me to your website and he didn't really understand what it was about. And he really didn't, um, he didn't really look into it. He just was hearing me talk. And I think I had talked about it enough. And then I don't really remember exactly what had happened if I had had another episode of not wanting to go somewhere or or something, but he just was like, you know, I think we're going to do this. And then of course, being the mom, um, I'm like, no, you know, we shouldn't spend the money on it. We mm, should, you I remember know, that. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was a struggle for me. And he's like, you just don't even worry about it. He, you know, the money is the least of the worries. The money's going to be spent one way or the other. So you want to spend it on this or you want to spend it on, you know, something else that you don't need. Um, and so he kind of just put his foot down and said, we're doing this and, and wrote a check. Uh, he actually wrote a check, um, from his company and said, here, you know, put this in the checking account. And so that was kind of funny. Cause he was just like, we're going to, you know, and it, and it was funny to me because, or it's funny to me now because I, the program was not what I, um, expected it to be. Mm. I expected to go into the program and lose weight and you know and I thought that this was some I don't even know how to explain like I obviously he and I saw it differently because he would have never been you know because he doesn't think I need to lose weight so he's not going to be like yeah here let's do this thing where you're going to lose weight but in my mind I'm like oh no that's what's going to happen I'm going to get on this program and I'm going to lose this weight and then I'm going to wake up and look like this you know model that I think I should look like or whatever. So the whole thing was just kind of, um, really interesting to me. Yeah. Oh, that's so good that he supported you like that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, you know, how long had you been kind of stuck in that, in that cycle of, of, of self-hatred and, and, you know, it impacting your life? Um, for literally as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. Um, I, think that my earliest memory of body image happened when I was nine years old. Um, and it probably started then, like before that, I don't, I just was a kid, you know, I just did what I did. Yeah. Kids run around so carefree and they don't think about things. Um, but I remember I had sat down, I had this, I had an aunt who was my very favorite aunt in the whole world. And she was that aunt that like anytime, you know, I would have some, you know, emotional, issue, she would always send me a really sweet card or she would take me to go, you know, get my hair cut or whatever. She was just such an advocate in my mind. She was such an advocate for me. And, and, um, that particular aunt was over one day and I sat down on her lap. I was like nine and, you know, I was saying hello to her and she grabbed my side, like, let's call it a love handle just so we know where it is. Um, she grabbed my side and she like pinched me and she goes, Oh my, what is this? Mm. And from that moment on, I remember thinking, you know, Oh, there's something wrong with me. I shouldn't have that there. Or, you know, and it's, and it's funny now at 36 years old and five kids later to look at where my focus is. And it is always in that area, in my stomach, in my sides, you know, that's where I look when I am down, you know, I, it doesn't, I, I have never noticed that my arms are flabby. I have never noticed that my 
thighs touch, you know, anything like that, it's always been my stomach. And it's, it's interesting how something like that can be so detrimental to such a young girl. And I think so many people can relate to that. I think, I think that, you know, it's crazy how just like an event like that, or just all the little kind of circumstances like that, just pull that trigger. And then you just see yourself as flawed that, and that's it. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. And it, you know, obviously it carried on from there. And I think when you have a, when you have a low expectation for yourself or your family doesn't have a, a high, um, I don't know when your family doesn't teach you how important you are to value yourself, then I think that shows up in relationships and you kind of seek out those relationships. And so it carried on, you know, it carried on through high school and boyfriends that I had and, um, my first husband. And so, you know, it kind of just snowballed from there. And, um, and it's interesting to me, uh, you know, it wasn't until I met, um, my husband now that, that I really learned, you know, what, what that relationship should look like. And, um, it's just, it's sad to me. And I, it's so important to me to pass that on to my children that, you know, people shouldn't degrade you. You are, you know, you are exactly who you're supposed to be. And, um, it's just, it happens so quick that, that, other voice, you know, tells you that you're not worthy and it immediately becomes what you believe. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, you know, how did that, how did that affect your relationship with food or what was your relationship with food like when, you know, before we started working together? Um, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, I was completely obsessive about it. And, um, a couple of years ago, I, well, at one point I was doing Metafast, um, and I had a girlfriend who was selling it and she, you know, convinced me that this was the way to solve all my problems. And so with very little research, um, having been done, I jumped into this program because again, this is going to be the solution, right? Yeah. And so I, for three solid months, um, I ate nothing but their food, which is bars and shakes and, you know, snack stuff. Um, and then I would have, you know, chicken and zucchini every night for dinner, chicken breast and zucchini. Oh my um, gosh. Uh, yeah. It was amazing. And I lost a ton of weight. Of course I did. Yeah, of course you did. You were starving was, yourself. Yeah. I think I was consuming about 800 calories a day. Uh. And, um, my, I went through, so I was on this diet and, um, I went my body started to shut down and long story short, um, I went to a nutritionist who, who she's, she's a nutritionist, but she's also a massage therapist. And I actually went to get a massage and she was discovering all of these things in my body that were just screaming for help. And, um, I was having suicidal thoughts. I was not able to about six o'clock at night. I would no longer be able to, to, um, complete a full sentence, let alone a thought. It was terrible. Anyway, so living off of um, a soy-based product for three months, it might have been more, it might have been four or five months, um, I then got, you know, came back to life and came back to reality and discovered that I can no longer have dairy or wheat um, and really a lot of grains 
bother me too. Now I don't know if that would have happened anyway, or if I had just sent my body into such a horrific shock, um, by being on Metafast. But since then, um, I created this habit while I was on the Metafast that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't eat anything but their food and the chicken. And then, and then I was immediately thrust into not being allowed to eat wheat or dairy. And so every thing that, that surrounded food was, you know, overly obsessive. I had to plan every single thing and what are we going to do and what am I going to eat if we go to this place and how am I going to do it? And if they have nothing to eat, then I'm just not going to eat at all. And, you know, I was, it was terrible. It was, it was terrible. We would, my husband and I would fight about it. We would, you know, he would get mad at me because I'm just not going to eat because everybody else wants pizza. So I can't eat pizza. And then he would refuse to get the pizza and, you know, we're not going to eat what mom can't eat. And now I'm mad because I don't think that my family should have to eat something different just because I can't have it. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare for, and it's been like two years and, um, you know, grocery lists. And I think I talked to you about lunches. Like I, you know, I'm home all day and, um, if I don't have something for lunch, like if I don't have leftover dinner or if I don't have a plan, then I'm like, well, forget it. I just won't eat because I have, because what I can't eat anything. So what am I going to eat? I can't just think, oh, I can just make some tuna and throw it on some lettuce and that can be lunch. You know, it has to be this plan. Mm. And if there's not a plan, then I starve. Well, and that makes for a really happy mom. Um, so it was just ridiculous. I mean, it was out of control. I remember you, you know, when you first started seeing me, you were really trapped in that like weekend sabotage cycle. What was that yes. like? Um, yeah. So the week would, you know, I would plan the week. Um, and I have this little great little menu that I would, you know, Monday through Friday, I would write down all the meals and I would write down our grocery list and then the weekend would come and I'd be like, well, we don't really know what the weekend's going to hold. So I'm not going to make a plan because if I make a plan and I'm not home, then I'm going to go crazy. Um, so I would be, you know, completely obsessive all week long. And then Friday would get here and I would, I would be so exhausted. I would be so exhausted from thinking about food and worrying about food that I would just throw my hands up and I would go and I would eat a giant plate of, you know, Alfredo mm -hmm. because I'm tired and it sounds good and I want it and I don't ever get to have it and I don't want to think about it. And then I would spend the weekend sick and I would just continue, you know, and when I don't feel good, then I really don't want to eat healthy. Um, but then I would think, okay, well, Monday's coming. And when Monday gets here, I'll fix it. And, you know, we'll start all over again. And it was like that every week, every week we would go, you know, yeah. and every Monday I would have to start over and I would not feel good. And my body would, it would take three days for my body to, you know, go back to adjusting to having food that it should have. And then Friday would get here and I'd be like, forget it. Let's just have chicken Alfredo, you know? And so it was constant. It was a cycle. How did that, you know, emotionally, how did that make you feel? Like, especially on like Saturdays and Sundays when you're already kind of in that phase of, well, I've already sabotaged it. Um, it made me feel terrible. It made me, it, it added to the self, the self hate, um, in a huge amount because 
then I believed that I wasn't good enough to eat what I should be eating. And I wasn't, you know, why am I doing this? And what is wrong with me? And why can't I make better decisions? And, um, and I would get really, really upset. I would get really down on myself. So by Sunday night, you know, I'm not sleeping. I'm frustrated. I'm back to obsessing about what Monday is going to look like. And, um, I was just mad at myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know you had a particular issue with sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar, um, sugar's always been an issue and it still is. I still have to really, you know, really think about it. Um, you know, why am I, why am I wanting this sugar? Am I tired? Am I, you know, is my body craving sugar because I need, you know, that energy boost or did I have a lot of sugar that's making me continue to want to eat more sugar? Mm -hmm. Um, but sugar for me is a comfort. I think it's always been kind of a comfort. Um, you know, and when I look back on, you know, childhood or whatever, um, it was, you know, kind of the same thing. It was, it was just a, a comfort. Um, so that's a struggle. I think that I'll probably, you know, I've kind of just accepted that I'll probably always struggle with sugar. I love dessert. I have a huge sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. And I can, I've, I've really learned to be able to just like be okay with it, you know? And then to also like one of the things that I've, that I've learned that's been kind of a big deal for me is it, I used to be completely crippled by all sugar. If we had candy in the house, that was terrible. And then my thought was, well, if I just eat it all, then it'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then I won't have to deal with it. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like, if I'm, you know, it's fine. I can eat some sugar, but I'm going to make it worthwhile. You know, I'm not just going to eat candy. If my kids are, you know, my, we just had Valentine's Day and everybody got candy. It doesn't bother me. It's fine. Everybody can have chocolate and it'll be fine. If I really feel like I need a piece of sugar, I will have a piece of dark chocolate or I'll have something like that. Um, you know, for that afternoon boost or whatever. But Otherwise, I'm going to make it a dessert. Like we went out to a really nice dinner and we're going to have some really good tiramisu or, you know, something like that where I can differentiate much better now between, you know, am I just filling a void? Am I filling the, you know, my body's craving it because I've given it to my body and now, you know, it wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the So my sugar struggles have definitely gotten a lot better. That's awesome. Yeah, that that you brought like a whole like you changed your relationship to it. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about. You're you, you know, it went from kind of like it you were powerless to it to now right. you have like this level of awareness in terms of, you know, what it means, how you react to it, and you're able to, you know, like see it from that perspective without it consuming you and having that power. Absolutely. Yeah. So I remember, you know, in our second, the second time we chatted, I said to you, you know, you can, I want you to just eat whatever you want. Like you can eat whatever you want. And I remember this really distinctly because it was like from that point forward, this light bulb went off for Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. That was huge. And I still laugh about that. That was, that was the most unbelievable thing. And I, and I remember laughing, thinking, you know, how simple those, those few words are. Um, 
I have spent so much time. I mean, this goes back, you know, I was on, I was doing the Metafast in 2010, I think. So this goes back, you know, that many years of only being allowed to eat what people say I can eat. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what do they say? It takes 21 days to create a habit. Well, I have five years of, you know, you're supposed to eat this. You can only eat this. So you told me you can eat whatever you want. And I think the thing, the thing was, was you weren't, you know, I know you weren't saying eat whatever you want. If you want to have 16 cheesecakes all day long, then go eat it. You're saying it's don't, you know, it's just food. It's not a big deal. Well, we had gone shortly after that, we had gone, um, to Disneyland for the weekend, my husband and I, and I thought, okay, we're going to see what really happens. How does Aaron really react to food? Because I'm in Disneyland, my favorite place on the planet. By the way. <laughs> I remember um, this. And, you know, my favorite corn dog in the whole world. And they have churros and they have Dole Whip and they have all, you know, all of these things. And you have to do this and you have to eat this. And I went to Disneyland and I was like, eh, it's just a corn dog. I can have corn dog whenever I want. I don't really want a corn dog right now. And I'm not even really hungry. Not going to eat the corn dog just because I'm in Disneyland and I have to have a corn dog because I'm in Disneyland. And it was completely life changing because I went to Disneyland for that weekend and I did not have one churro. Yeah. Like it never sounded good. I never wanted one. I don't even really know if I like them. But you know, it's this thing. You have to do it when you're in Disneyland. And you had said you can eat whatever you want. And it was mind blowing to me. Like, I don't have to eat that. And I don't have to not eat that. That was the biggest deal was nobody is telling me I can't have it. If I really, truly want to eat pasta, that's fine. But go into it knowing that my stomach's going to be upset I'm going to spend three days trying to get my digestive track back on, you know, on track. And if that's worth it, then go for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to, you know, I don't have to have it because somebody's telling me no. Yeah. And that was huge. That was probably the biggest thing for me in the entire program was it's just food. Yeah, it's so simple. It <laughs> is. <laughs> Sometimes you just need the permission. Yeah. So how is yeah how is your relationship with food now? Oh, it's completely different. Um, it's like this, and it's funny because I'm having to break my husband of the habit. You know, he's spent so much time following my lead on we have to have a menu, we have to have a meal plan. And what, this week, this is a perfect example because this week Wednesday night. Um, it's just he and I, we don't have the kids and, um, our older son gets home at midnight. So we were like, okay, what are we going to do for dinner? And I go, I don't know. Why don't we just make some tostadas or something? And he goes, what? And I said, why don't we just do something quick? Like, you know, some corn tortillas, some refried beans and some veggies, call it done. And he goes, well, but okay. Are we, is that what we're going to have for dinner? (laughs) Yeah. And we have everything in the cupboard, so we don't even need to write anything down on the grocery list. And he was like, well, that's awesome. And it's so funny because dinner can just be whatever it is. Like, you know, oh, there's some chicken in the freezer. Let's just make that for dinner. You know, it doesn't have to be. What does Wednesday say? Wednesday says I have to make Mongolian beef and cauliflower rice and a side salad. And, you know, yeah, no, I can just have some chicken and 
you know, maybe if we've got some salad mix, we'll have a salad and, you know, the end. What does that, what does that mean for you and your life? Oh gosh, it's so amazing. Um, because I've spent so many weekends dreading Sunday because Sunday is when I grocery shop and I have to make a menu and I have to make a grocery list and it makes me angry because, you know, now that I can't have all of these foods, I can't really say to my kids, what do you guys want for dinner? Because my kids always want lasagna and, you know, things that I really can't eat. So then they're like, why can't we ever have lasagna? So it just becomes this issue, right? Yeah. Now it's just like, you know, it's whatever. Sunday morning, oh, we have to go grocery shopping. Let's run to the grocery store. And it's so freeing. It's, I, I don't dread it. I don't stress out about it. I don't even really think about it. And, you know, a lot of times I just make a grocery list on the way to the store and we just have what we have and it's no big deal. And like last night, um, you know, we're dealing with our dog and we had to have that horrible conversation with our kids and, I had acupuncture and, you know, it was just kind of a crazy night and my husband and I were crossing paths and he was going to make this, this recipe that he wanted to make. He's been wanting to make it for a while and we haven't had time. And so I said, that's fine, but I don't think this night's going as we planned. So why don't you just order a pizza? And he did. He ordered a pizza. I wasn't really hungry, so I didn't have anything to eat. I'm really, I've just been sad about the dog. So, you know, just kind of don't want to eat anything. And, And that was it. You know, he ordered one pizza from Domino's and he spent six bucks and that was the end of it. It was like the kids ate. He made himself some toast later because I think he's just as sad, you know. Nobody was really nobody really wants to eat. The kids like they were eating and we were telling them while they're eating and they all stopped eating. So mm-hmm. and it was done. You know, there were no dishes to do, nobody had to think about anything. We weren't waiting until nine o'clock for this elaborate meal to be created. And it was like just so it's just so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about your dog. <laughs> yeah. Again, I know I said it offline, but just I know so people don't think I'm cold. I'm <laughs> sorry about your dog. <laughs> we were talking about this because I lost my dog to the same thing two months yeah. ago. So it sucks. It does. Uh, yeah. It's awful. Um, let's talk about your body. When, you know, how have your feelings uh, towards your body started? How have they changed? Um, they have definitely gotten better. I, I certainly don't, you know, I certainly am not to a point yet where I am completely over, over that aspect. I think that's probably the biggest struggle that I've kind of held on to. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, it's, it's so much better. Um, you know, I, every, every like every so often when, when the timing is right, I take my robe off and I'll be, I will have just landed, you know, perfectly in front of the mirror. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, you know, that's not so bad. I'm all right with that. That's good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it, it is really good. And, um, I don't, I think that it's kind of a big deal because I don't spend as much time fidgeting in my clothes. You know, that was one thing that I, I think I consumed so much energy, just constantly fidgeting, adjusting the clothes around my belly or changing the way my pants fit or, you know, um, so that's, that's a really big deal. Um, I, one of the things that I did in the program that you had me do was, um, 
well, I, at night or whatever, I sleep in a, in a, um, a tank top and in the morning, you know, the tank top has has always moved up above my stomach. So when I get out of bed, I'm always like pulling it down. And you had said, just try to, you know, get out of bed and don't do anything. Just leave your tank top the way it is and just get out of bed. And so that was a really interesting, um, thing to try and practice and do. And I think it was really freeing to not feel like I had to hide myself. Um, and so, you know, I certainly have my days, um, but I've also learned to be a little bit more gentle with myself and, and talk about it, you know, kind of in my head and, um, remind myself and, and you had at one point told me to, you know, pretend like I'm talking to my children and, you know, they're the ones struggling. And so I, I do have to do that. There are days where I have to do that. Um, but I had to go, you know, this weekend I had to go buy a dress for my son's wedding and, um, you know, for the wedding, of course, I'll wear body forming, you know, under, you know, up Spanx or whatever, I'll wear something under the dress. But I was in the middle of the store trying on all these dresses and I was just so comfortable with who I am. This is just who I am. And this is what I look like. And, and this is the dress I'm going to try on. And, and it was, it was actually kind of mind blowing this weekend because I was at, um, a bridal shop trying on, you know, you know, you try on all the dresses, right? So I'm trying on, my sister was with me. She just kept bringing me dresses to try on. And I tried on dresses from a size eight to a size 12. And never one time did I stop and look at the size of the dress. Never did I think, oh my gosh, this is a 12. You know, I can't, you know, I was never, I never got upset about it. I had, I tried on a dress and they needed to bring me a bigger size because the dress didn't fit right. And it was like, oh, okay, whatever. It's, it's the way the dress is made. It's the material. You know, it was conscious in my mind while I was there that I was actually just okay with it. And that was a huge deal for me because typically I would be like, oh my gosh, you know, I had to put this size on and I just need to leave. I'm just disgusted. But I ended up having a really, really fun time and trying on hundreds of dresses and buying a dress and finding shoes. And I was able to really enjoy this experience that I have not had this experience with my sister since she got married 18 years ago. You know, we've not shopped together since then. And it was so fun. And I was like, this is so amazing that I'm just, it's whatever. It's just clothes. It's fine. It doesn't matter, you know? And I felt pretty and I felt good. And, you know, people all over the store were like, oh, that dress is so great, you know? And it was just amazing. It was so freeing. I keep saying that same thing, but it's, you know, I was like, I was in some kind of weird bondage and now I'm free from it. And it's amazing. That's so awesome. That's so good. And I'm glad you're honest about that. You're not completely over it because it's such a, it's a long journey. And it you, is. you know, you were nine years old when that, mm-hmm. when that's, when that, you know, that trigger kind of happened when, right. when, when that perception changed and, you know, we're talking about decades of, of, you know, this, this negative and internal talk. And for you to just, kind of even just have that, you know, one experience shopping, like, or just, to, right. you know, to stand in the mirror and be like, oh, that's not so bad. That's right. amazing. Yes, <laughs> that's it, so it is. Good. It's, it's great. And it's so, 
it's so good to feel like that. You know, I left the, the clothes, the size of the clothes was such a, such a big deal to me. It was so good to just be okay with it. Like whatever. Okay. I really like this dress, but it's a little tight. Could I get a bigger size? Not, I can't buy that dress because I need a bigger size. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to buy it. You know, it just, I don't know. It was, it was really cool. That's awesome. And, you know, you went on vacation recently and I know like, you know, the whole packing, wearing bikini thing was something that we had talked about. How did that, how did that go for you? It went really well. Um, it was, it was great. I took four bikinis. That was the only thing I took. I didn't take any of my other bathing suits. I've got, you know, I've got my, my bathing suits I wear when I'm with my kids and my bathing suits I wear when I'm with my husband. And, um, I took my husband bathing suits and I spent the week in a two piece and I, you know, it was, it was great. It was so nice because I could tan my entire body (laughs) (laughs) and that's what it comes down to. It wasn't like, you know, I wasn't on parade for somebody else to see. I just wanted to lay in the sun and I wanted to have, you know, my stomach get sun, not just my legs, you know? Um, and it was great. We met some people, we made some friends and the three of us walked around in our three very different body types and, you know, in the swimming suits that we all decided to wear. And it was great. I mean, you know, I still, I was still, I wouldn't get up and go to the bathroom without putting my cover up on, but my cover up is like the see-through white thing, you know? Mm. So it wasn't, you know, I wasn't putting my sweats and my sweatshirt on, but that's a comfort level within myself, Yeah, you know? Like I wasn't, you know, there was a lot of people sitting at breakfast in their bathing suits and that's just not what I'm comfortable with. So I didn't do it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was great. It was, it was spectacular and we played on the beach and we, you know, laid by the pool and we laughed and we had fun and I never thought about my body, you know, I never, I, it was actually really funny. There was this hilarious story that happened when we were there. Um, we met these people from Canada actually. And, um, we spent our entire week with them and we were all hanging out by the pool. And this one guy kept ordering all these drinks and, you know, he had had way too many drinks. The Canadian. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the entire week. Um, but this, this day, so, you know, he'd had so many drinks that he felt everybody else needed to be drinking as much as he did. So he just kept ordering drinks. Well, we could not drink them fast enough. I mean, it just wasn't happening. And so I met this other Canadian, actually, there's a lot of Canadians there. Um, <laughs> And he and I were sitting by the pool, taught, well, I was in the pool and he was next to the pool. And then our other friends were kind of milling about. Well, then my husband um, went down to play volleyball and he came back and the four friends that we had met were all gone. And it was me and this guy, this random guy that my husband didn't know. And we had like 16 drinks around us and the top um, strap of my swimming suit had come off. And so it was laying there. <laughs> and he walks up and he's like, what is happening? <laughs> but it was so funny because this guy was, now I have to say, this guy was really good looking. And I'm sitting there in this, in a bikini, in the pool, drinking margaritas with this guy, you know, and it was just fun. It was like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even, whatever. He was just a fun guy that was in a band that was telling me about his music. And, you know, my husband walked up and found me with this guy and half my bathing suit off. But (laughs) it was just, it was so funny. It was so like, it wasn't even a thought, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. 
So at the, uh, when we when we first started chatting, you said the program wasn't what you expected it to be. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, I well, like I I expected it to be a diet program. You know, one more gimmick that I'm going to lose weight on. It's mm -hmm. going to teach me how to eat. That's really what I think it was. It was going to teach me how to eat because all these other people that were trying to teach me how to eat were failing at it. And so I was super excited because I thought finally somebody's going to teach me how to eat and I'm going to eat properly and I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to wake up with, you know, Kim Kardashian's stomach. And, <laughs> um, cause that's how that works, right? Yeah. <laughs> you eat enough lettuce and you have the body you want. And so as we started with the program, it went a completely different direction than I expected it to. And I, you know, I have, I haven't lost any weight. Well, I don't know. My clothes aren't any bigger, um, on this program, which cracks me up because, in my mind, that's what this program was supposed to do. It was supposed to teach me how to eat so that I would lose weight and all my clothes would be falling off and I would be a supermodel. And what it actually did was taught me that I'm, you know, I'm pretty cool. I am, I am exactly who I'm supposed to be. And, but my outlook on the world is completely different. I believe that, um, that for whatever reason, I mean, there's a lot of them, but, um, that this program has really opened me up to so many different things. I'm doing things that I've never been comfortable doing before. I'm, you know, going to acupuncture, which I don't know why I was, I, I never was comfortable with trying it, but the people at my gym, all there, we have a girl there that does acupuncture and they all just, you know, swear by it. And I've never been, comfortable venturing out into this, you know, into this realm. And so I, so I went and that, that is changing my life. Like, you know, that is doing things, you know, it's kind of the snowball effect. Um, I'm for the first time I was, I was a very young mother. I got pregnant when I was 15 and had my, my son when I was 16. And for the first time in my life, I'm realizing that, you know, I'm not this teen mom statistic anymore. Uh, you know, and really, never needed to be, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just who I am and I'm proud of that. I'm becoming proud of it. I have my days. I'm not there, you know, entirely, but, um, you know, I'm, I have an appointment next week with, uh, with a school here to go talk about going to school and getting a degree and, you know, venturing out into the world of things that I've just been so afraid to take on. And, you know, you constantly are in the back of my mind, you know, every time I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't. And you're like, uh, yeah, you should go do it. You know, why are you not, what is keeping you, what is holding you back? And, um, you know, it's like, I mean, it's like this, my son is getting married and it's a huge deal and there's this wedding and I have to be there and I have, and you know, but I'm excited about it. Like I'm, you know, I'm so excited. I have this gorgeous dress and I'm, I'm where typically before the program, I would have been completely like, you know, 
I don't even know that I would have bought a dress. I would have, I would have completely talked myself out of it. I would have been so upset over the size or the shape or whatever. And, you know, I would be a mess. I would be crying. I would be, I would have anxiety. I would be hysterical because I have to wear something and, you know, but instead I made an appointment to get my hair done and my girlfriend's going to do my makeup and I have this dress and these really cute heels and, you know, and I just, it's, it has been life changing. I mean, it really, really has. And I know, like, like you said, you know, this all started when I was nine and I spent a lot of years, um, with some really bad, you know, people in my life telling me how unworthy I am. So it is going to be a long road to get there. Um, but I think the coolest thing is that my kids, my girls, especially are seeing me, um, be proud of who I am and make strives to move forward, you know, and it's just, it's really cool. Oh my God. You're amazing. (laughs) That's so amazing. (laughs) I just, I'm speechless. I really, really am. You've just, you, you are an incredible woman and, um, you know, like I give you the tools and I might be that little angel on your shoulder, you know, pushing you to do things, but you're the one who does it. You know, you're, you, you, you're the one that had it in you, you know, that the, the, the woman was in there. We just had to get her out. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, it's just, oh, you, you are, you are awesome. And, um, it's just been so amazing being a part of your, of your journey. Well, thank you. I think that you are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You know, brought me to a place that I, I didn't honestly think existed, let alone knew how to get to. So, Oh, so cool. That's pretty amazing. So, you know, as we kind of wrap things up here, what would your advice be to other women who are going through a similar experience? Well, first and foremost, you know, absolutely do the program. Um, there, you know, the time's going to pass regardless. The money's going to pass regardless. Um, I know that I know that the financial piece is scary. I, I mean, unless money isn't an object, and if money isn't an object, and you're just thinking that it won't work for you, or you need something more give it a shot. Um, I, I kind of went into it. First things that's going to happen is I'm going to come out with some new recipes and that's, you know, that's never a bad thing. Right. Um, I had no idea how much it would open my eyes to, you know, what I've been, you know, the lies I've been told my entire life. I had no idea, um, the depth that existed there you know, issues with, you know, your mom or your past or your boyfriend or, you know, whatever. I just, I had no idea. Um, I really honestly didn't realize that this would open the floodgates of this reality and it would all come out and I would be able to see it and be able to move forward. And, you know, please allow yourself that you deserve it. Um, no matter what anybody has told you, your entire life. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to feel good about who you are and in the skin that you have and, you know, stand up and be proud of yourself. And, you know, I have no doubt that this program will get you there. It will get you, you know, it won't get you all the way because it's, you know, for a lot of us, it's, it's a long time of, um, hearing the negatives, but it will start you down the road and it will be tools that you take with you. And when you are, you know, trying on a dress and you have to get a bigger size, you will hear Summer in the background, you know, saying, it's just a dress. 
it doesn't, you know, it doesn't define who you are. It's just a number. It doesn't mean anything. Um, so, you know, absolutely you have to do it. I wish I could do it like every eight weeks because it's, <laughs> it felt so good constantly. Well, you'll be doing, you're going to be doing the, the, um, the online program. I'm get, you're, you're, you're getting access to it all over again. So Awesome. Yeah, I'm not Very going cool. out. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the voice remains. I, uh, I remember our last conversation. Yeah, <laughs> our our last conversation. I was so sad because it, you know, it becomes such a, you know, it's something you look forward to, and it's like, you know, it's like it's like a therapy session, and you always feel so good after a therapy session, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna be so sad. I'm not gonna talk to you anymore, but. That that doesn't happen. You don't just go away. So that's good. <laughs> my door is always open for my for my ladies. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. I you know like I you're you're an incredible inspiration to so many other women and to your children. They are really lucky to um, to have you like and to have this perspective that you have now and to be passing that along to them because. Uh, we, you and I both know that we need, uh, more mothers out there like this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, that's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your time. And, uh, my gosh, I'm just floored. It's just really cool to, uh, catch up with you and really just to kind of hear about all your experiences through our time together. Well, thank you. Thank you for the program. Thank you for being there for, you know, all of us women that, you know, what's the deal? Why, why are we so poorly, you know, guided, but, but thank you for, for being there to help us get through that and clean up those messes. It's, it really is life changing. You are, you are an amazing, amazing woman. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Rock on Aaron. Okay, so if you liked what you heard, then definitely head to rockyourbodynow.com and don't forget that the doors open for enrollment today, Monday, March 2nd, with an early bird bonus offer to save $100 and get a coaching session with me. That expires um, midnight on uh, Wednesday, March 4th. So uh, hop on over and grab that now or just enjoy the free training and that's cool too. But the full Rock Your Body program starts Monday, March 16th, and hopefully I will see you backstage there.